Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Thank you, Apostle. Appreciate you. Listen, listen, listen. That's why you say yes. So excited about the very now. That's I like to thank my mama, y'all. Give it up for my mama. And my sister is here. Thank you. Listen, it's a wonderful thing to have a well, let's back up. It's a wonderful thing to have a, a call in your life. It really is. It really is. Um it's a, but it's it's even it's even greater to acknowledge the call that's on your life. I didn't know for years that I would be doing this in this capacity. Or always, not always, that's a lie. For the, for the great majority of my salvation of life, I always saw myself as a number two, not as a number one. And I say that for people's sake, because there's no number twos and number ones in the kingdom of God. We're all equal in the body of Christ. There's no big eyes and little me. We all have a purpose. We all have a God. All God has a plan for all of our lives. And just because I'm standing behind a pulpit doesn't make my call no greater than your call. I'm just I'm just the one who currently has a little more responsibility because I have the care of souls that I have to give account for. And that's the job, and that's the mindset of a pastor that you do not take this lightly because I have lives. That I have to give an account for by the things that come out of this mouth. So I always saw myself as a number two. Well, Pastor, me, what you mean, number two? I, I knew that I was a server. I knew I had a heart to serve. You couldn't outserve me. Amen. No, no, no. You said what you want about you. You couldn't outserve me. No, no, no. I, I scrubbed toilets doing preaching, doing a preacher preaching. I was scrubbing toilets. 
plunging toilets in the parking lot on church grounds ministering to a class of one person and ministering like it was a thousand in there. So I know what it feels like to serve. And for some of us, serving can be such a thankless job. Yeah, because when you get out of the mindset that man is never going to reward you the way God does. You alleviate the, the, the burden, the hardship, the struggle it is to serve because you're not looking for man to reward you. You're serving as unto the Lord. And for years, I never looked at nobody to reward me. No one ever rewarded me. Got very little thank yous for serving. More criticism than thanks. But I pressed on nevertheless. Because I knew that I was a server. And so even looking at number twos and following some number twos in some areas, just to gain an insight into how number twos serve. Did you want to be number one and was waiting for an opportunity to step in front of number one? Or were you content with being the best number two and pushing number one? And so what I did was I watched. They used to call me evil guy. They still do call me evil Because I watch. I pay more attention than I run my mouth. Because I know you're going to tell me more about you by watching you than you would ever tell me by listening to you. So I watched. And then God did, God did a shift one day and said, you're no longer a number two. You've always been a number one. I had to get you to a place where your heart can receive being a number one, where it didn't go to your head and make a liar out of you and make a fool out of me and being a number one. And so being a number one for me, it's not about every book and every issue starts and begins and ends with me, but it's loving you enough to allow whatever God is placing you to go as far as you can and not feel like you're being held back because your eyes are focused on being or what is the number one saying about me? Well, let's take numbers off. I've, 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 I've gone on about ones and twos. Your desire that God has put, the desire that God has placed in you is for you to be the very best representation of what and who he's called and created you to be. Regardless to whoever does not understand what that means. I didn't create you, so I don't know what's in you. To the degree and to the depth that you do. Well, what my job and role and our job and role is, is that when we see it, to help nurture and push it. Not to strangle it out of you. Because it doesn't line up with what we think you should be doing. 
With that God, I will never allow anyone to stand under any pulpit that has and represents the kingdom advancing ministry to strangle anybody called a sign in the body of Christ. Why? Because we, we honor God. And we honor the God in you. And listen, if you don't know this God we're talking about, I'm going to give you an opportunity on this on, later on after the uh, toward the closeout to get to know this God. Can you turn down on one on the board just a little bit me? Well, listen, listen, I want to talk about something like that. I just had to get that off. Get that off. That's not what I'm going to talk about, but that was good too. That was certainly part one. Amen. Amen. That was certainly part one. Seven part two. No, that's Listen. I think I was doing some studying, and y'all, well, y'all, if y'all don't know me, y'all, some of y'all do, some of y'all don't. Y'all know me from Bible study. That's me, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just in my, my, my ministry, in the way I teach, you know, someone said, I love you, very animated. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I've never heard that about me before. <laughs> I've always heard you, man, you feel reserved. But this is not right. Something, which is the Holy Spirit, because when you guys, when you hear people say, something told me to say that. I had to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit because it alleviates something told me. And it will be, and you will know whether it's God or the devil. Amen. Once you get to know the Holy Spirit and you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will be able to determine what's God and what's not God. And you won't have to say something told you. You'll be well headed. That was the devil. That was God. So, very animated. And I'm like, oh, I thought I was reserved. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what I learned and what God started showing me is it changes. In me, and it, it changes my personality when I talk about God. Mm-hmm. Because the reserve version, if y'all get to know, I'm, I, I don't say much in rooms. I'm, I'm mostly sometimes the quietest person in a room. But when I come, when I stand and start teaching the word of God, I light up because I know can nobody, nobody talk me out. Of what I know about God. Praise God. Some guys will be able to talk circles around me concerning the Bible, but they can't talk me out of the Bible. All right. Amen. It's all right. Amen. That I can stand on. I have a solid foundation of the word in my life. And as Apostle said, and, and thank God for my mom introducing me to. Free Gospel Deliverance Temple Ministries um, under um, the late great Apostle Ralphie Green. He taught us about the Bible. And I, I had a great beginning. And I know that the life that I live, I should be dead. It could be dead. Had not been for God, I should not. No doubt about it. My mother was still that burden. Yes, indeed. Dumb decisions. Not always the devil, but sometimes me. That's right. That's true. See, he quickly blamed the devil for everything. Oh, yeah, he 
And he deserves it. He deserves his share of a lot of it. And he gonna, he gonna answer for all of his. But we've had some dumb decisions too because God told us not to do things. And Jigmas had to test you. We had it. Okay. Mama said don't do it, but I'm gonna try anyway. She got first degree burns. Maybe I'm gonna get done. I don't know. But I'm gonna try. That's just the nature of people. I was listening to I had a lot of Just as a brief, I'm going to jump. Y'all don't have to turn to it, but write it down. First Samuel 17, y'all know this great story. This is the story of David and Goliath, right? Philistine. Thank you. The Philistine. The great, the great warrior, the Philistine warrior, amen? And this was an opportunity where um, you know, this First uh, Samuel 17, starting in verse 1, um, he talks about the Philistine Goliath. He challenges Israel to a fight, right? We know that. How many of y'all been challenged to a fight? Amen. <laughs> How many of y'all been bullied? And see what, what these two was happening is they went out into a, they went out into a, in, in, into a valley. And both of them stood on each, each side of a mountain, uh, this side of the mountain, and they was arguing back and forth, fussing at each other. We're gonna do such and such. I'm coming up, we coming up, we gonna we gonna, we gonna wipe y'all, we're gonna do this. And we know the bully. All the kids in here, y'all, this is something for y'all, so y'all y'all There's always somebody who's talking loud. The big bully trying to scare you, get you intimidated because he's big. You heard he beat up little Joey down the street. And so now you're scared because he may come beat you up. You've been taking people's lunch money. And so that was that was Goliath. He was the bully on the block. And listen, and then from in, in this chapter, in chapter 17, from verses 1 through 10, it talks about that. It just talks about the time that they just kept fussing that they, they, Goliath would go out every day. And y'all turns once more. <laughs> Tell Israel, you, you don't really want no smoke. I'm out here for all the smoke. And some of you wrong folks. Y'all getting these little fingers zippers and y'all rolling your window down. You don't want none of this. Turn your window back up. Turn your window back up and go home safe. Because listen, the smoke that they trying to give you, you don't want. It's a shame for a righteous man, and that's means woman, to die because of the hands of a fool. When you had the opportunity to walk away, but let's keep going. And 11 tells us, verse 11, it talks about Saul, who was king, he was scared. He was supposed to be, the, the, he was supposed to be, you know, kings are normally supposed to be some of the greatest warriors because they set the pace. You guys are supposed to set the pace because we're kings and queens, amen, in the body of Christ. So we set the pace. Concerning the things of God. And so in verses 12 through 15, it talks about 
David being the youngest of eight. He was even out in the field. They thought David was the son because David was tending the sheep. But he, as we scroll down a little David told them that, listen, man, well, I'll get to that in a second. I'm jumping ahead of myself. And in, in verses 16 to 21, it talks about David, his father, sent him out to go we go through the camp. Take food out to your to the to the to, to the soldiers, to your brothers and them. And, and take some food out to, to, to feed to help nourish him while they while they're on the field of battle. What David do? What David up here? He got that information. He's like, what's happening up here? Why were they doing that? What's going on? Why, who 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 got gonna fight? Why y'all not gonna fight? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh. And so David was David was going through. Like, okay, why are we standing around? And look, and so 22 and from verses 22 and 24, it was telling them. So David seeing their fear and seeing the fear that Israel had, he like, man, none of y'all gonna do nothing. <laughs> And you know, he told David, you know, David, 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 he like, man, I fought bears and lions out here. Yeah. Who you thought, who did you think drove away the devourers who was coming to eat of the sheep? It was me. I was the guy. I'll be the one. So ain't nothing soft about me. It's because I'm the youngest. I'm not soft. I'm ready to fight. And so in verse 32, David like, there's no more talking. Put me in. <laughs> if none of y'all gonna do nothing, put me in. Saul wasn't convinced that David could still, he was able to do it. And then David finally convinced him, you know, dog, David talking, David, David had a good, a good, he was talking real good. Told Saul, listen, man, listen, I'm listen. I won't get to that, dude. If all y'all just gonna be sitting up on this hill, hiding out this, that, I'm the send me away. And so finally, like, okay, listen, you're the one in his mind. He probably was like, you're the only one who wants some, because I don't want some. <laughs> the lion been killing people since he was a king. <laughs> he was a, a trained assassin. From his youth, he makes, the Bible says he was killing. He was trained to be a killer. And so listen, let's pick the story up in verse 38. You want to read? You know, we'll do like the old, old thing. Read? <laughs> <laughs> she said she wanted to read, so come on, read. Verse 38. And Saul armed David with his armor. Amen. And he put a, a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him, 
And when the Philistine looked about he, and saw David, he, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, a ruddy and a fair and a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, I am a dog that thou comest to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day the Lord will deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take down thy head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Mm -hmm. And all the assembly, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Listen, come on. Amen. Listen, I want to take for a, a subject what we're talking about today is Arise Warrior. <laughs> Arise Warrior. Listen, this verse highlights something that most of us don't do. We wait for the battle to come to us. We don't run to come it. Come on, baby. See, David, see, when, see, when you're a warrior, you know what you have on the inside. No fear is, is, the, is the principle thing. No matter what he does, she does, they do. I'm taking the fight to you. Come on now. And see, a lot of us are being beaten and whooped in our lives because we're waiting on We're waiting on fight. We wake up every morning expecting the devil to throw something else at us. When God is saying, why not wake up with declaring victory over your life? That's good. Saying that, listen, devil, no matter what you do, the Bible says, by nothing, by any means, we'll be able to harm you. Listen, listen, I understand. Some of us, our, our, our bodies are weary. We have things going on. But listen, you're able to wake up. So when you wake up in the morning, yeah, Lord, listen, no matter what going, what's going on, I trust you, God. Yeah, well, I remind you that I'm going, I'm just, I'm out of this. I'm making it through this. Yeah, this, listen, I, I don't care what the situation looks like. This is not the end for me. I will not die in this condition, this state of mind. Because listen, the mindset of a warrior is that which what it is. It's a mindset. And listen, one scripture that always the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And listen, for a lot of us, we got to put on the mind of Christ. We got to take the mind, we got to cast off this world thinking. Because more of us concerned about culture than kingdom. 
We're so born into the culture of this world. We have forgotten and don't understand the kingdom of God at all. That's why God told me to name this ministry the Kingdom Advancing Ministry. Why? Because people have forgotten that he still reigns. Yeah, yeah. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Are you a rock? Or are you a pebble? Because this, if you're not a rock, you're going to fall for anything. And most of us are falling for anything. We're allowing this world to dictate everything. Listen, we have gone down God. But let me back that up. We have we don't even say Jesus no more. We call God, friend, most high. I know people say that now, right? Why? Because they don't want to be criticized for talking about Jesus. The Christ. So we're talking about this story was talking about Goliath. And David, David fighting Goliath. But there's more giants in this world than just Goliath. What have you made a giant in your life that you are so afraid that you won't fight? That's good. Are you afraid that, listen, if I stand for God on my job, I won't have a job? Now, I'm not talking about going in the lunchroom, standing on top of the table and preaching. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about acting a fool. I'm talking about when there's opportunities to share the love of God. Do you shut your mouth because you fear embarrassment? Listen, I've been an outcast my entire life. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm okay with that. Amen. I've had people that I grew up with that we socialized with, but I very, I very rarely had people that I can call best friends. I'm in my 50s. And I got I have one person outside of my wife and my mother and my family, my sister. One person in my life that has been around for the majority of my life. And he's right there. But that's still a small portion of my life. I have nobody from sandbox that I grew up with. And I'm okay with that. Because I don't need an audience of many who would who would cheer me on to foolishness when I have a when I have a crowd of one who encourages me to be the very best I can be. Amen. Amen. That's God Almighty. That's Jesus the Christ. And I heard, and I'll talk about it years ago. We I heard of Noel Jones say people preach Jesus. All the time, but you can't preach Jesus to Christ without preaching Jesus the cross. Because without no cross, there will be no Christ. But we are so afraid to talk about God because we don't want to be the ones who look crazy. When it's the world who to us should be crazy. Amen. Amen. But we don't want to offend. So what we do now, we we dumb down. We thought we we got our smooth stones, but we're not dropping. We're not running to the battle room. Right? When we first get saved, man, we ready. <laughs> <laughs> we 
ready. We ready for every battle. Because that's the bigger. That's the excitement that we have as believers. We used to say, you can run through truths and leap over walls then because you have so much in you. God, thank you for doing it. But now when she can start getting comfortable in your relationship, God becomes less and less important. Less and less important. So the warrior that he called us to be, we're now dumbed down because we want to fit in. And what he said to us is, arise, warrior. I need you in this world because your children are being doomed. Yeah, our children are being doomed. And people say, well, Pastor, you always talk about that. Yeah, but you know what I always talk about? Because that sin is the most prevalent of today. That's the sin that's changing culture. It's shutting the mouths of you believers who say you love Jesus Christ. You're waiting on his return, but we're bowing, we're bowing and we're falling for anything. What makes that okay? Our model here in the kingdom of advancement, we, we, we stand for the kingdom of God. We, our job is to move it forward and we oppose everything and anything that goes contrary to that. Amen. We don't dislike the people who are in that lifestyle. We just we just we despise the act because it dishonors God. Amen. You're turning the truth of God into a lie to fit your pleasure, your desire. Arise, warrior. When are we gonna stand? Because they're gonna find dots. I had I heard somebody tell, don't you talk about it. Why not? You don't get to tell me what I should settle for. That's it. That's good. When I when we when I end this thing, I gotta give an account to what I let get by. That life is not good. It's not acceptable. Now, we don't throw people away. God never throws people away. There's always an avenue back to God. Yeah. If you want it, he's in the keeping business, but you got to want to be kept. Amen. He makes nobody do nothing that they don't want to do. I hear people loud him all the time. God made me serve. No, he did not. Then that will make him an unjust God. Come on. He doesn't make anyone serve. He said, choose ye this day. Which means he's giving the choice back to us. So whether you're going to be a warrior or not, the choice is yours. Listen, Psalms 44 and 5. It tells us, he says, through you, I will push back all adversaries. Through you. He's going to push back all adversaries. Through you, your name will be, he said, he said, though your name maybe will be trampled down, those who rise up against us. So he's going to trample down anyone who rises up against us. But we have to be pushing forward. He's going to push back, so we have to be pushing forward. 
in order for him to push him back. We got to be stepping forward. We got to be marching on. We got to be soldiering on. It's, it's, so many people are cowered away, yo. It's almost, it's almost not disheartening because you know we living in those times. But it tells us that a lot of people who were once saved were going to fall. We're going to turn their very back on God. I, we, you know, we grew up in a church that had hundreds of people, thousands of people. You want to put numbers on and the more you turn around, the less, the more people you see that has turned away from God. Yeah. And I always had two questions. What happened? What happened with you? Or what or was it not really easy to begin with? Yeah. And I'm always leaning to the latter. Was it not really in you? Were you playing church the whole time? Right and a lot of it is yes, emphatically, yes. You were playing in church because no one who experiences the move of God that we did, seeing it firsthand, the healing, delivering, the salvation, the saving power of the Almighty God, transforming the lives of people, spirits coming out of people. How do you go back to that? When the Bible tells us that when a house is swept and clean, how do you go back? Because when you go back, you allow spirits seven times greater to come back in you. So why would you allow your house to be clean? Swept clean of all the spirits that was holding you bondage and holding you in captivity. And God frees you from it, but then you go back expecting it to be different. Jesus. How do you expect your life to be different? Most people I find that I see, and I see it, y'all see it, that come to know Jesus Christ and they go back. How do you expect your life to be better after having an experience with God and then returning back to your body? Mm. How can it get better? But because you don't know the warrior that lies on the inside, or you've now you've given them, you've given your life over, you've accepted what it is. You allow the warrior that God called you to be to die. Mm. And let me say this while I'm here. Most of us Christians kill people on the battlefield and leave them for dead. Well, if you did, you already did. But most people, we leave, we wound them, we hurt them, and we leave them on the field of battle to die. And the greatest indictment that a lot of us have is we try to resurrect people only to kill them again. Because the moment they do something we don't like that they do, we crucify them with them. Shut them down. The same way they did Jesus, they crucified them with flesh. Yeah. We do the same thing with our we do the same thing with our so-called brothers and sisters. We're some of the worst people in the world, y'all. And I'm just the believers are. Because it's only good when it's good. Jeremiah 51 and 20. Arise, warrior. Are you guys ready to get back in the fight? That's a question. Are you guys ready to get back in the fight? Come on, talk like you want something. And if you're scared, say you're scared. But if you're ready to get back in the fight, come on, let's talk to me. 
Jeremiah 51 and 20. Are you guys ready to get back in the fight? Yes. Now, <laughs> Minister Mike told y'all, call and response. <laughs> Let me give y'all, I'm, I'm, this way. I have had business coming from uh, a, little, from a, a little bit of other places, but I'm a go-go guy. I used to be a go-go-guy. That's the native music of this area. Go-go music. Every area has their own different music that moves that city or moves their area. Go-go moves this area. And so I was a part of that culture growing up. And so there was a call and response in Dogo. They said something, you had to say it back. Exactly. Are you ready to quit? Do you want some more? They, 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 they fed it to you, so they got your participation. The same thing with the body of Christ. If you know if something is good, listen, get involved, say amen, talk back to God. Let God know that you're listening. You have to use your voice. Your mouth is one of the greatest weapons you have. You gotta speak. So that's why I encourage you that when we come in here for these Sundays, come on, give it up. Not just not for me, but to God. Amen. Move your situation forward, warrior. Come in here with your battle cry. Yeah. You got to come in with your battle cry. Glory to God. I believe you. No matter what's going on, do you believe God? Because most people fail in their, in their, in their salvation in Christian because they choose not to believe. And I told y'all on Wednesday that one of the, the great one of the greatest clarion calls that's happening right now is because people don't trust God. It's trusting God again. You gotta learn. We gotta we gotta trust God at all. They're pumping all kind of medications over over TV. Every time you turn on the channel, they're telling you you're gonna die. Something. <laughs> No, I'm just done. You gotta talk to God and tell God, listen, God, thank you, God, for healing. You created this box. You know all about my organs. You know all about what's going on from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I don't buy into that. It's not being ignorant to what's going on. I choose to believe God. Now, I'm not telling you guys not to do what you're supposed to do and what you need to do, but what I'm telling you is that after they ran all that they're going to run, trust God. Yes. Yes. Good word. I'm in my 50s. Don't look like it. But I thank God for preserving my life. Earlier last year, I was, I was, I was, I was battling a health challenge. 2020, two years ago. I was battling a health challenge. Doctor asked me, he said, man, you young, man, why you in here? They told me I didn't come see you. Something was, they said something was going on with my heart. And so he kept trying to give me drug after drug. Thank God for my wife. 
Now, 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 now this is this is the part of the warrior in her robe rises up, and I love it because certain things she's just not gonna go for. That's right. She hears it, but she's like, uh-uh. We don't believe that. And it's not that I was shaking in my boots because I'm not, but certain things she's more vocal than I am because a lot of things I'm gonna stand, I, I, I stand on my faith. And a lot of things she's gonna vocalize. She's gonna verbalize. And but I stand. And so he was talking, we was listening, and he was trying to. And so I took the medic, I, I, I grabbed I took one of the medications, and I, they kept trying to give me procedures. And every time they tried to give me procedures, it would not, they would not allow me to take it. Because they said, I do you don't need that. I do not need that. You don't need that procedure. Your heart does not dictate that to us. But what it says to him is something different. He's a specialist now. Supposedly. <laughs> They're all practicing the medicine. Yeah. God is the chief physician. Yeah. And so when you're walking things like that, let that warrior rise up in you. Don't be ignorant, but trust, but be, but be wise enough to say, listen, God, I trust you. You, you said you were wounded for my transgression. You were bruised for my iniquity. This is the chastisement of my peace was upon you. And with your very strife, I'm healed. Amen. I'm not trying to be healed. I'm healed. Amen. That's when the warrior rises up in you. When they tell you your child is ADD. Listen, don't be trying to pump my child with no medication. My child is physical. My, my child is healed. He's a king. She's a kid. Just looking for avenues to express themselves. Man, there's some bad ones out there, man. <laughs> but I blame the parents. We gotta give them, got them drugs with that. Just get on your post and, and pump the word of God. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And so you gotta you gotta stand up against that. Jeremiah 51 and 20. God is telling Jeremiah, you are my war club. <laughs> that means he ready for battle, y'all. What are you taking into battle with you? Are you going empty handed? Do you have your club? Do you have your stones? Do you have your sword? Do you have your sword? And I know, listen, the more you use it, the better you get in handling your sword. Zoro didn't become Zoro because he didn't practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the same thing I would tell you, Tim, you get better with this sword the more you use it. Amen. Work it. Work it. In order to be a great warrior with this, the, with the sword, with the word of God, you gotta use the word of God. You gotta run a situation and say, what the word says about it. I shall live and not die. Great is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm above only and never beneath. I'm the living and not the bottom. You got to stop. Listen, the better you get with, the, with, your, with your sword, the better warrior you become. And listen, when you're running a battle, you ain't never worried about that hitting you in your back because you're running to the Lord. Yeah, that's like a that. Most people see you only you see, you only worry about your back when you're scared and you they, and you're running from something. They, they, that's all they see is your back. <laughs> but David ran. 
to the fight. Right. He didn't have to put on no helmet, right. no shield, because he took the fight to the giant. And the giant was bugged out. He like, I'm paraphrasing. You see him running to me. <laughs> Don't even know who I am. And that's what the devil said when you see y'all coming. Don't they know who I am? It don't even matter. I know who you are, but I know whose I am. Yeah. And I know you are an uncircumcised Philistine. And I run, I'm running with the, with the power of God on my side. Oh, man, y'all better come on, man. When you got God with you, you want to see that, that challenge you. That's been standing on the mountain, egging you on. Things that have been taunting you all your life. You, 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 you're running those things. I tell, I tell y'all my story all the time. I struggle with reading. I don't have no problem with that. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm not in bondage by my life. I'm free because I give my testimony freely. And I know that God uses me. Listen, you some people have thousands of degrees hanging on the wall, and they're not doing what I'm doing. That's That's good. Because I don't lean to that. I trust in God. Yes. And I listen, I even I even done myself down so bad that I went to a literacy coach all the way out and um was Prince Rose County on college? Oh, no, well, for me it is. <laughs> for me it is because it's, it's a, a block right. is far when you are afraid. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. 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 Say that again. Say that again. Yeah. When you are when you are afraid, yeah. a step yeah. is too far. Yeah. 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 And so the drive to hear somebody tell me I was stupid was 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 a, was a long ride. <laughs> the ride up there was 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 a daunting thing for me because I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a grown grown person at this point, and I kept telling myself, Virgil, you are. I, this is the seed that I sold to myself that you are. You are. Don't you need to hear this? I convinced myself that I was. Yeah, she she. I went, she told me to go, so I went. I did the assessment. The lady came back and told me, oh, you know, you got nothing for the teachers. <laughs> she, she, had, she, was, she had some age on her. And she came in and told me, Caucasian lady, why are you in here? I said, because I'm really not struggling with reading, man, and I need to fix that. I have children, and I can't, I can't, I can't, I cannot die. Not under not knowing if I could read or not. My God. I'm on a step. <laughs> so she came and told me, she said, I'm looking at this. When you have the attitude, most people when they're illiterate, they can't process information. You have the ability to not just read it, but comprehend. Reading comprehension helps us determine whether you can are illiterate, or you have the ability to read or not to read, to be able to comprehend that which you read. Can you tell us what you just read and give us something that out of what you just read? 
And by looking at what you wrote down, you're able to do that, sir. So why are you here? You need to go home. What I recommend to you is that you read more. Because a muscle that is not properly exercised will completely die. Warrior. If you don't fight, warrior, you'll forget how to fight. You'll forget what you're fighting with. And now you'll start taking it on personally. You'll start trying to fight in your own ability. When the Bible says the battle is not yours, it's the so what are you fighting when you need me to fight with you? Fight for you. Amen. Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Verse 3. It says, though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. So those things run upon you, your heart will not fear. David is, David is talking. The war break out against me. Even then I will not be confident. Uh, so just because war break out, I will not be tripped off. I'm not going to be confident about what's breaking out around me. I'm going to trust God. Just because it's just because what makes it was happening don't make it don't make it true for me. Amen. See, two things can be true. There could be a battle going on and not be and not be moved. Right. Or there could be a battle going on or you be moved. You have to decide which one you're gonna be. Battle breaks out around me all the time. Am I moved by? It? Because in order for me to get moved, I have to now I have to insert myself into the equation. I have to take it all. That okay, what's going on is going to happen to me. And I have to, I have to convince, I have to, I have to always tell myself that. I like I just told you, I see the commercials all the time. And I tell myself, I will not die from that. I'm not dying from that. Because it's designed to put fear in you. To remind you that, okay, you're in your 50s, you're going to die, and that's going to come and visit you. Listen, you may come, but it ain't going to happen. I don't have to take it. I don't accept it. I don't accept it at all. This nonsense that they got coming on TV for our babies. Turn it off. They may have a battle with their peers. Why are you not watching? Why are you not watching? Oh, some of them know. Your mama, my mama and dad won't let me watch it. Oh, then your mama and dad. When there was word, lame. <laughs> Call me what you want. And kids, I tell y'all this. Don't allow, I, I told my children, my boys, raise your hand. My, my son's raise your hand. <laughs> y'all see how tall and how big they are? I told my children, I told them when they were younger. There's no such thing as peer pressure. Y'all hear me? Young men, y'all hear me? There's no such thing as peer pressure. You create your own pressure by trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. 
You will alleviate a life full of struggle for you and your mom and your daddy and your parents, your grandparents, the children, people who love you. Once you realize that the only pressure that exists is the pressure that you create for yourself. That's yeah, good. Don't let these, don't let your friends tell you to be something that you know you're not. Yeah. I got in a lot of my trouble because I walked outside of the character that I knew I had. By trying to fit into a round peg, and I was a square. Yeah. I knew I was a square. I wanted to be cool though, because you listen. There was there was no there was no room for not being cool when I grew up. You was either one or the other. Tony, you said no more life. I, I, I became I became something huh? to people that I was not. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that I was okay with being a party of one, I had a better life. Amen. Yes, I did. Amen. Because I knew the only person who could get me in trouble was me. And sometimes I was, I was pretty good at that too. <laughs> yeah. But when I understood, and the, and the more I got, and the more they they, they talked about me. They used one guy used to see me walking. He said, "Oh, where's it coming at me?" And I, I didn't do it on purpose, but my walk. He was saying, I'll be pimping. I don't know I'll be pimping. I should be walking. <laughs> and he used to call me the last of the fools. But he cussed at me. <laughs> Man, you the last of the fools. And I'm like, well, you know, that's what you say. And you don't bother nobody. I'm glad you know. Because then none of y'all have to bother me. Yeah. I'm going to be over here minding my business. I ain't trying to fit in with nobody. Hoping nobody need to feel that they got to fit in with me. I'm good. And so once I got comfortable with that, I understood. And then later on, as I got, as I was older and I got saved, I knew that I had to surround myself around other warriors. Yes. People of like precious things. People who knew and had a direction for me that God had for their lives. And so I knew that in order to be victorious in this. I couldn't go back to the block once I got saved. There was no way for me to do it. Because I couldn't work. I could I was told that you know you can't live in both worlds. You can't have you can't have one foot in and one foot out. The Bible says that you will even love one and hate the other. You had to choose. And I had to choose and leave everything behind and not bring nothing with me. I came into this relationship with Jesus Christ with no luggage, no clothes, no nothing. I was naked and naked shame. And I and 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 I and listen, some 20, almost 28 years later, I don't regret every I don't regret the decision to, to serve God at all. Last scripture, Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Y'all okay with a lot of scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in order to have faith in, 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 in our God, you got to know his word. And you got to hear the word. Amen. Amen. You got to make the word a part of your life. So the scriptures I've given so you guys can go back and, 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 and go back and review the word. Go back and get it. You regurgitate it over and over again. Make the word a daily part of your lives. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid 
or terrified because of them. Don't be afraid or terrified because of the things that are going on and the, and the, and the things that are trying to come attack your life, the people that the devil sends to try to attack your life. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be want to walk in fear of it. He said, because, he said, for the Lord your God goes with you. Says a good thing to know that God go with us. Yes. Yes. People say, man, nah, he may not come when he wants to, but he's always on time. I missed the bump that's <laughs> Because yeah, it doesn't matter in that because that is not in the Bible. That's another one of those. Those are another one of those fancy things to say that, that typically is fancy to get you. He may not come when you want to, but he come when you want to. <laughs> see, see I just switched that up? That's what we say because we start, then we start making it, we start, we start making it a little better to, to, to digest. But it, make, it doesn't make any sense because if he tells us he will never leave us, yeah. nor forsake us, why would he have me to come? That's good. If he's already with you, where is he coming from? <laughs> come on. That's what we're doing. See, we're going to teach you guys about it. Teach you how to distinguish what's nonsense and what's real. Because you guys need to know, don't be fooled. Of things that people tell you because I say that scripture as a, as a, as a layup because when they come and try to tell you that love people, I can love anybody I choose to love, not when your love is perverted, right. not when your love goes against the, the love that God has created. That, 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 that there's honor in man and woman, there's no honor in man and man. Say it, that word. You Say dishonor it. God and dishonor yourself when you go against the word of God. Come on, because what the God is, you've turned now turned his truth into a lot to fit your situation. Amen. Come on. Amen. He says, For the Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave nor forsake. I love another turn to say, He will be with you always. Even to the end of the age, amen. amen. So you can go as far as you want, but at the end of your life, we can always be right there. So no matter what you do, y'all, either here with us or out there, no, you can't get away from God. That's right. You can't you can't stretch too wide or too far where he can't reach you. You can't sink too low. Well, he won't help you. And even though you rise too high and you think you don't need him, he will always remind you that no matter how high you get, you're going to still be looking up to him. Isn't that? That's what we're allowing to bring it up. 